Welcome back to Going Long on Burst. Reunited. We were out a week. We had last week off, and we came back at the perfect time. We just, it's like maybe we had this planned out. You probably, in your head, you probably did. I, I A little bit. I mean, I figured that it was like, today was franchise tag deadline day. The talk this entire time was Rodgers would make his decision by the franchise tag deadline so the Packers could know what to do with Adams. And it just kind of worked out that way. And Jeremy, guess who's back? Guess who's back? Yes. You're not wrong there. But the correct answer, sir. We were looking for Aaron freaking Rodgers. Seth, is that a Super Bowl 45 jersey you got on right there? Woo! <laughs> Just had to confirm. Had to confirm it was the Rodgers. going to be Super Bowl 55. Which one did we just have? 56, I think, right? All right, 57 the next year. There you go. You know what? Owen, it is a great day to be a Packers fan. Great day to be a Packers fan. We haven't had a lot of great days to be Packers fans in the last two off seasons. Today, all that, just complete relief. That's all I felt today. Like, I thought it was happening, so I wasn't, like, over the moon about it, but I definitely felt like, don't have to worry about this anymore for the rest of his career. Yep, pretty much. So... Obviously, Rodgers, Pat McAfee, of all people, he breaks the news. He didn't get the credit initially, uh, but they, they turned it around and they gave him the credit. Uh, and then Rappaport comes out with this whole four-year, 200 mil deal. Uh, and that quickly was hushed by Aaron Rodgers himself uh, and said, yes, I am coming back, but uh, that deal is false. Fake news is what he didn't say, but essentially that's what it was. Fake news. Hashtag I'm back. What do you think about that, Jeremy? Huh? What do you think about that? That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Jeremy, this is probably Jeremy hates today because he wanted to put he, he of all people, he wanted to put it right in my face and say, ha. Suck it, Seth. You get Rogers no more. But now he gets to listen to me just gush over Rogers for at least another year, hopefully longer. No, I'll just years. chime in real quick. With the way my last two weeks have gone, I would have enjoyed to watch it burn today. I just <laughs> <put> it... <laughs> see, I knew it. I knew it. That's all right. You know, can't always get what you want. I think, um, but if you, you try know, sometimes, <laughs> Jeremy's just upset that you know today is International Women's Day, right? And he's kind of upset at Rogers for trying to steal the spotlight away from all the great women in our life. So you know what? Shout out women, and uh, but also at the same time, shout out my boy, AR twelve. Bang bang, <laughs> bang bang. You know what? Yeah. And him and Shailene, him and Shailene might be a thing again. I don't know. 
I mean, who really cares? But it, it's out there again. Bingo. Love is in the air. It's all well. Hopefully, love not soon. Out. Hashtag love is out the door. That that's a good hashtag. I'm waiting for that one though. We'll send them to the Seahawks too. Seahawks could uh could use some help because Aaron Rodgers was not the only quarterback to be making headlines today. The Broncos said, uh, not so fast, my friend. We didn't get you, but we got ourselves a little cook. And they sent the whole farm for none other than Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson from the Seahawks. And he's on his way to Denver, not long after Rodgers made his decision. It makes you wonder if if the Broncos had had, uh, maybe known before it was announced. The Seahawks GM come out and said that the Rodgers news had nothing to do with it. The the Broncos GM, right? Yep, my bad. I said that wrong. Um, Now, Seth, my reaction is similar to yours, where I don't believe it. I imagine the Broncos kind of had their fingers in both scenarios. And then when the one that they liked didn't pan out, they just went, oh, let's go get the shorter guy then, whatever. That's yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Is like I, maybe their deal was pretty much done with Seattle, but they wanted to yep. slow play it until like maybe Rodgers was on the table. Put it on hold until until they uh, Russell Wilson was just uh, Broncos sloppy seconds though. So well, to him maybe he doesn't think that. So good for him. Uh, I actually if it feels like a great move honestly, for, for Denver. I don't know. A lot of people are saying, and I don't know what you guys necessarily come down on. Uh, Seth, you have the hall. You can say it all if you want, but I feel like Denver is definitely the winner of the trade, so to speak. Yeah. So I'll throw it out there. So obviously Russell to the Broncos, that's all they got in this deal. The Hawks got a f- two first round picks. I'm assuming, I don't think the details have come out yet as of Tuesday night, uh, but I'm sure this year's first round pick, another first round pick, two second rounders, a fifth rounder, Shelby Harris, defensive lineman, uh, tight end Noah Fant, and quarterback, maybe heir apparent, Drew Locke. Probably not, but you know. <laughs> hey, never know. Um, yeah, so that's what the Hawks got back. Uh, so, you know what? We'll, we'll jump back into Rodgers in a minute. Let's let's dissect this trade a little bit since we're here. Uh, I feel like you two might be on the opposite sides of this. I don't know. Um, but what? how do we feel? Obviously, Russell to the Broncos, we've talked about this a lot, that the Broncos are probably a quarterback away from a Super Bowl contender. Are they – a Super Bowl. Are they even an AFC West leading contender with Russell Wilson? Maybe not. But, you know, if you just go look at the whole of the AFC, it's already kind of packed. Add this team in. Definitely, it starts out right in the mix. Um, so I don't know if I'd say they're better than the Chiefs or, you know, maybe better than the Chargers, a team that did miss the playoffs last year. So, keep that on, you know, into consideration. But I think what we've, like you said, what we said in the past couple of years is the Roger, the, the Rogers, the roster of the Broncos top down is very, very good. Aside from the quarterback, great young talent. 
now they have not even an old quarterback. He's what, 31, 30? Yeah, yeah, he's still prime. He's still prime. Conceivably still prime. Um, Plus, not to mention Von Miller heavily hinting he's coming to the Broncos. uh, Coming right back. So I definitely say contender right away. Contender. Okay. Super Bowl contender? Like the Colts were last year, Owen? That I mean, that hurts, Seth. That hurts. You know, just give Carson another year. It'll it'll work. It'll pan out. And if not, send him to the Eagles, where he really can succeed. <laughs> That's true. He'll go win another Super Bowl on the bench. Yeah. No. No. I definitely say contender, though. Uh, maybe not even a playoff lock, just because of how stacked the AFC is. But contender. It. Yeah, the AFC is just way. I mean, geez, it was stacked before. You throw Russell Wilson in there, it's just ten times. It what? What a what a conference! Basically, take the Steelers out of it completely for at least a year. Yeah. And, uh, insert Den- Denver. Jeremy. What's up? <laughs> uh, Broncos uh, are they? Probably a super well playoff contender, Super Bowl contender. Where are they? Where do they sit now with Russell? You know, they're definitely a contender in the AFC. Now, what they're contending for is kind of a question mark. Um, that AFC West is so loaded. Um, you could get an MVP Derek Carr, you know, quote unquote MVP Derek Carr season next year, which would fuck everybody's situation up out there next next year you got Patrick Mahomes who's an MVP and a Super Bowl winner and a Super Bowl MVP Herbert's on his way to that it looks like and then you bring Wilson in who's done it all but it's like god the rest of those teams are also good you know what I mean I will say Denver's probably the most well-rounded team of all of them though so I would say that by adding by adding a top-tier quarterback you know I mean you're probably looking at God, I don't know. <laughs> I I know. I, I, Jerry Judy could have like a you know maybe not a Jamar Chase level blow up, but he could he definitely pop off now with a good quarterback. Oh yeah, for sure. Unless they lost Noah Fant in the deal, obviously, which kind of surprised me that they traded him because he's. I mean, Noah Fant's probably up until next year the most important receiving weapon they've really had. Cortland Sutton too, obviously, but um. I, I guess I would say Denver. I would, I would, if we were ranking the AFC West, I'd probably go with them at two right now, just because you know you haven't actually seen uh, LA do it, like actually do it, do it yet. They flashed, but they haven't actually done anything. Kansas City, until they're completely dethroned, I, there's no way you can take them off. So, so hey, live Titans just signed Harold Landry to a five-year, eighty-seven point five million dollar contract. The man Woo! who was not tagged. The man who was not tagged. The man who was not tagged shall be signed. That's that's the rule there. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, I think Broncos. I mean, it's going to be fun. What a what a division when we get to the, our division breakdowns this summer and we get to the West. Oof, that will be challenging. It'll be like the NFC West of last year. It will be. And not the NFC West of this year. 
No. Because the Hawks are uh, <laughs> Hawks are out, and who knows what's going on with the Cardinals and uh, Niners. Niners now have a new quarterback. Well, not yet, but most likely we'll have a new quarterback, young guy. Yeah, AFC West, whew, loaded, stacked. All right, um, let's jump back to Rodgers, eh? Yeah, that that is the talk of the town. He is your employee. Oh, he is. You know, I I did call him and congratulated him afterwards, and uh, said, "Welcome back. Uh, we're glad you decided to stick around." Dropped so I nice knew fruit basket at his door. We did. Um, yep. Actually, we gave him some of that some of that butter, uh, just for just for next time. So. <laughs> the, that ghee. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get that shit and shit and cleanse going. Uh, no, incredibly excited. Uh, immediately, it, you know, it came out. Adams was tagged. That was official. You got to think that extension is coming. And this is probably like, do you said you mentioned the whole contract, the 200 million highest paid player in NFL history, not happening uh, as first reported. So you got to think like they're probably sitting down for the next week or so hammering out the details, like, I'm going to give up some money, but I want, you, I want you to know this has to go to an Adams extension. This has to make Adams the highest paid receiver in the league. This is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm giving up some of my money. And so yep. Adams stays, and so Cobb stays, and so big dog Mercedes Lewis stays. And, uh, yes, I, I'm sure an Adams extension is imminent. Um, I... I Probably won't happen till next year uh, because, I mean, w- what's the point of doing the franchise tag? I mean, you could obviously extend them, um, but it'll probably happen sometime this offseason next year, early, I would think. Uh, but the other talk that I read just a couple of days ago, uh, early talks is that uh, Jair extension possibly as well in talks with that, which has been, you know, on the books for the last year or so because his, con- his rookie deal – it's just about up. Um, so they'll need to obviously work that in too. So a lot of big names um, for the Packers to, to do, but really just this just solidifies Packers are probably Packers Rams. I assume are your top two contenders in the, in the NFC, right. Other, With Rogers saying other than that, super wide open, but those two definitely at the, at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which should make for some, fun games uh next year but man packers packer fans all around it's funny because as soon as the rogers news dropped like all within an hour like four other pieces of news dropped so you know that everybody was waiting for the rogers news to break just for every other domino to fall 100 percent, 100 percent, and fella did and they will continue to fall Matt they will, Ryan. yes. Jimmy G is probably the most likely candidate to be moved next um, out of all of them. But yeah, Derek Carr, possibly. Not uh, Kyler. Kyler extension. I probably more an extension, I would say. I would assume. Oh, or you mean an Oakland A's deal when baseball gets brought back to life? I was actually just pulling up um, Mina Kimes cooking the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. You good? <laughs> yeah. Did you see Kyler retweeted it? And he's just like, he's like laughing faces. Stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he did love on that. No, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's, 
talk about love. Let, let's talk about Jordan Love, shall we? Uh, before we move on here. Um, so obviously his career in Green Bay is probably over. I'm assuming there'll be some kind of extension with Rodgers. I don't think it'll be four years. I could see two to three just so they can lighten that cap load a bit, obviously, because he's up for 45 this year, which won't happen. Um, Love is probably done. Do you think they, they're not going to keep him around? Do you think? I'm assuming that, that the, the phones are open. Um, it probably have to be a like a really good trade offer. I don't think they're going to bite on it like too quick, even though it might be might be lucrative for them to do it. Um, reports are that you know, uh, I think it was Daniel Jeremiah came out and said honestly, if I was scouting it right now, to me, I would draft Jordan Love as he is right now over Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, and. You know that's pretty good. That's a pretty big negotiating chip to use uh, when you're talking. So I don't know if they get a first rounder though. You know what I mean? It's it, it'll be a weird. I I I, w- I would be surprised. I would. I mean, if they if somebody offered them a first round pick, I would take that in a heartbeat. I'd say yeah, sign, sealed, delivered. He's yours. Which is what you know Willis or Pickett will end up. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So in you know. I think Seattle instantly becomes a candidate for something, you know, like that for a young quarterback that they hope will work, but they still have. Or maybe the uh, Washington commies. The commies. The commanders. Uh, yeah, definitely. They've been talking about it too. Uh, there was That was speculated beforehand too. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed though. Just the way that the Packers – have operated in the past they hold on to those first round quarterbacks like they're precious gold you're not wrong um but to me them sticking it out with rogers because at this point in rogers career with Favre, Favre was gone like they, they didn't even really want him around i mean Favre came back and then they shipped him off this is very different because they are doing whatever they can to keep Rodgers around. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't see Jordan love in a, in a Packers Jersey beyond this year, but to me, like if, if they get an offer, you take it now, or if you're a team out there looking for a young quarterback, you, you try to jump on that because he's really got three years left on his rookie deal with that fifth year option. So you have some years to develop him still. You have some years to figure out if he could potentially be that guy. Like maybe the Steelers. The Steelers were quote unquote in on Rodgers. Maybe they go get Jordan Love now to see if they can do something with him. Jeremy, Eagles give a second for Jordan Love. Time I got, hey, what do you say? Time out. I got another live one for you guys. The Seahawks are relieved, releasing Bobby Wagner. No. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Now. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, don't be don't be spitting out fake news on this podcast. Oh my god, no, it's real. It's real. Confirm. There's like multiple. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, confirmed. Interesting. Uh yeah, I don't know. I, is he gonna go ring chase now too? Maybe he'll uh <laughs> You saying the Broncos? Is that what you're saying, Owen? 
Oh, maybe. I don't know. I didn't say anything specific, but maybe. Well, ring chasing, I mean, why not? Why not? You know, one thing I'll say is if uh, if you're a team that's close, that's got any type of defensive walls, you got to be on that. Right Rams. Away. Rams could always use a linebacker. Yeah. Except they don't uh, – it, it's not a super valuable position, similar to, like, not, what the Packers do, but – Right. So what do you what do you pay that guy? You know what I mean? I mean somebody will pay him a short term deal, of course, because he's up there, but somebody will pay him a good chunk of money for two years, probably. I'm guessing. That's wild. That one's even crazier than the Ross stuff, I think. I mean, they both what been around about the same amount of time? About 10 years each, yeah. Yeah. And, and absolutely end of an era. Yeah, you sell so, yeah. Like we talked about earlier, before this was bro- broken, uh, sell the farm. Why not? Why not ship out, lock it? Maybe keep, maybe keep uh, Metcalf. Maybe that's about it. He probably does. You know, I was just so Seth. But... That's that's where I was going with this. So I've read that Lockett is available. You know. Yep. The thing about Lockett is, what was he without Russ? Nothing. Um, DK, like if I'm the Eagles, I'm making a phone call and I'm like, hey a two for DK or, you know, or something, maybe one of those ones for DK straight up. I'd probably do it. I mean, yeah, probably, probably. I mean, we, already missed, we missed on DK once before. Let's not miss on him again. If he's available. Would you go get Lockett? I would not get Lockett. I would get DK. Lockett's no. too similar to uh, Devante to me, for me, I think. Yeah, I get that. I His get that. Size, skill type stuff. Yeah. I yep. Know. No, I understand. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, if if I were the Seahawks, I'd be listening on pretty much anybody at this point. Why? Why wouldn't yeah. you? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Who is, who is running that team? You know, here, here's something: the NFC got noticeably worse today. <laughs> Absolutely, and the AFC, which was already the better conference, is. Getting better, just getting better. Got a lot better. Of course, you know Aaron Rodgers kind of uh, equals that playing field. Aaron Rodgers, take them all. I don't think he did that, but we'll continue. All right, shall we? Uh, let's continue. Um, Mike Williams. Speaking of the AFC and the AFC West, more news out of there. Mike Williams resigns three years, sixty mil. Sorry, Jeremy, the son of Mike Williams. Uh, so, yeah, now you want to go get DK because you missed out on Williams. Uh, but he resigns, uh, stays with uh, Herbert and uh, with Keenan Allen, continues that explosive offense. Um, but good for him. Good money. Good money. Just uh, AFC West. Like, Jeremy, you were – I think you popped away for a minute. But I said, what – when we get to our division-by-division division breakdown and we get to the AFC West, how challenging it will be with – the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Chiefs all just locked and loaded and ready to go. It's going to be, you know, it's going to kind of be like what the NFC West has been recently, you know, where they're all just beating up on each other. Or it takes me back to the East and the NFC East in the early 2000s, where it's like you just got these loaded, loaded, loaded ass teams that just beat up on each other. So it'll be, It'll be curious to shake out. If I was to bet on someone for like 
the future, I'd bet on the Chargers, in my opinion. If I was to bet on somebody in the now, I mean, it's hard not to go with the Chiefs. But like I said, Denver's probably got the most well-rounded team all the way through and through. And then I like I hate to just forget about Oakland, but like here's the deal: if you get another, you know, quote unquote MVP type season out of Derek Carr, he could put them right at the top of that race, you know. But it's just the trouble is the best coach in the division is Andy Reid, and that's the X factor. You're not wrong. You know? You're not wrong. You know, it's, I mean, you're not the you're not the only one, Jeremy. The Raiders seem to have left Oakland in the dust themselves. Um, there did I say Oakland? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, new coaching staff. Uh, it might take a little bit to gel there, but they're always the wild card. I mean, they're stealing wins from division teams like nothing. They always give Chiefs a game. Always have been uh, winning last second against the Chargers, and the Broncos have kind of been that that little brother this whole time since Peyton left. So uh, yeah, complete rebalance, but it doesn't really leave the Raiders out. I feel like they could absolutely, it. this whole division could end up in the playoffs. <laughs> That's the yeah. way it, it might end up going. That'll be fun. I, I mean, poor, yeah, poor Raiders. And they might, they might lose car. I mean, they might decide to move on from car too. Uh, that'd be dumb to me. McDaniels has come out and said like car, like we want car to be our star. Yeah. I mean, probably, but I mean, it's, it's been talked about the last couple of years, but John Gruden is now gone. Mayak is gone. Uh, what's Mayak doing? Is he going back to the draft uh, stuff? Has there any been any I word on that? Officially announced. I don't think it's been officially announced. Take a year. Yeah. His spot is now Daniel Jeremiah. That is. I like and DJ. DJ and Bucky are yeah. good. And he's just not going to let Mayak come back in and, you know, steal a spot back. Yeah. I assume but, Mayak. I was just going to say they have Kuiper and McShay on the other, you know, there's room for multiple like senior draft analysts. And then they're, they'd pay him, you know, TV, there's always that TV money. They just got a new deal. And uh, I was going to say, well, NFL network, I think they run through Amazon, right? Like they kind of partnered up. I think so. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You're right, but I'm not sure. And so they connected. I mean, well, I mean, that's another thing we haven't talked about is Herb Street getting signed to do the Thursday night Amazon games. But um, regardless yeah. of that, um, you know, it, I he he'll be on TV in a year. That's my assumption. I was gonna say honestly, I wonder if he'll end up in a booth. You know, well, I mean, a lot of people are shifting there with Aikman, uh, Michaels. I mean, a lot of people are shifting spots, so. It's yeah, possible. Yeah. Very, very absolutely possible. possible. All right. Uh, let, let's finish up this round of, of big time news before we jump into our first mock. Mock 1.0. I'm going long on first. Uh, is the Calvin Ridley news. Uh, Calvin Ridley has quite has had quite the last, what, seven, eight months of his life, uh, at least in the NFL world. Uh, you know, leaves at the beginning of the 2021 season. Uh, for mental issue, mental health issues, things like that, steps away. And then what, Monday, Sunday, this weekend, whatever it was, comes out that he was gambling uh, last year on games. Um, I'm assuming when he has stepped away and is now suspended indefinitely through at least this upcoming season and more. So Calvin Ridley, who was one of the young promising receivers in the league, might never step foot on the field like again. 
poor Atlanta Falcons. They can't seem to uh, get anything to go their way right now. So real quick, Owen, I want to just take over real fast. Do it. This is a guy that's been rumored to be on the Eagles radar, right? Trade or something because Atlanta is going to be moving pieces, right? And obviously he was having some sort of situation there last year. And they're, he's a Bamba guy. You know, it makes sense with uh, Jalen and uh, Devonta. But um, I'm not going to lie, I'd still trade for him. <laughs> I would throw like – I would literally throw a five or a six Atlanta's way just to scoop him up. I mean, he's out for the year. Um, I bet that doesn't hold up. I could see this thing ending up in some sort of uh, negotiation because he flat posted on Twitter that uh, – he only bet like 1600 bucks or something like that. It wasn't much, but ultimately I've seen a lot of stuff come out too. Like, you know, many guys have done way worse things and gotten like suspended yeah. for yeah. a game or two. And it's like the NFL has got to take a look at this in the mirror. And it's like, Hey, that's where sports betting is going. You know, it's, it's going there real fast. And it's like, are you going to make it illegal for the players to do it? Like that's probably gonna be a problem in itself, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it it's tricky because you know I, I get it from the NFL perspective. I mean, you know, along the lines of, I mean, not the same as Babe Ruth, but I get it because you know, like, you can purposely try to lose a game or whatnot to to favor yourself in that. Uh, also, like the integrity, the ethical standpoint of the game. But like you said, Jeremy, guys have done a lot worse and uh, have skated by just barely. I mean, look at Deshaun Watson who. Is being, you know, still just allegations, but still, I mean, I guess he's been out, his time is served or whatnot, but I mean, he's potentially, you know, all these allegations against him, if it comes true, which I would assume he would be removed from the game, I would assume. Uh, But yeah, still, I mean, guys have done worse and uh, have served less time or less suspensions than what Calvin Ridley will potentially serve. Certainly. Uh, here's where I stand on it is uh, what he did was legal, right? He was legally like he wasn't participating. He was on his couch. He placed a bet on his mobile app and that's all he did. What right? FanDuel? Is that what it was? Uh, I don't Draft remember Kings. what they said it was. <laughs> I don't remember what they said it was, but, but um, where I stand is that uh, I've seen a lot of comparisons to like Ray Rice got two games for hitting his wife and Kareem Hunt got six games for kicking a woman on an elevator, which are obviously like in the grand moral scheme, way worse things. But they got, you know, that uh, process is supposed to be taken care of out of outside of football. And then football sees what happens and they just be like, well, just don't freaking, you know, do crimes. Here's a suspension, right? This is, this is a football crime, right? This is like a, we don't want any question of like point shaving or like inside knowledge going on with games. So they have to come down hard on this one. And I don't blame them. Like it's your cow. If you're Calvin Ridley, you just left you know, your mental health stuff, which all seemed reportedly was very real, right? Yep. You got to know 
better? Like, did you think you were going to get away with it? Or like, like, why did you think, like, just use your, just use your head, right? It's the NFL has to come down hard on you, no matter if it's right or wrong compared to like other suspensions for other players. Like this is an NFL thing. This is a protect the shield, protect the game. Like, obviously we don't want, um, domestic abusers in our game but that's a different thing this is like this is within football yep. we're the only ones that are gonna put any penalty on you we have to put a big one and hopefully that d- deters any other player from losing a full year's worth of game checks that's like what he had like 6.5 million dollars that he's on the hook for yeah or more i can't remember what it was it, it's it's a lot i mean obviously you know he's a, a star athlete in the nfl it's millions of dollars he's going to lose um so which which hurts ultimately you add that to his losses of uh his his betting that he did so big time losses there i mean yeah i i get it on i absolutely get it uh but you got to look at it i guess not equally but fairly but but i get it i mean i hope he's back i hope he's ultimately back in the league if he's had a good mental mental you know piece of it if he's ready to come back i hope he gets a chance because you was a top young talented yeah. receiver in this league um yeah so yeah. It, it would be nice to see him get back eventually hopefully uh i guess josh gordon is back after 18 million tries uh so why can't kelvin ridley so um all right jeremy has stepped away for a minute so we can't start the mock without him because he is first he is uh tagged with uh giving the Jags their first pick. Um, But we will be doing this mock in in two parts. Uh, First off with uh, 1 through 16 today, and then uh, the second half later this week. And then, like I mentioned before, we will probably do a second one probably the end of the month, beginning of April, and then we will probably do one more. I'm guessing right before the draft starts, uh, which will be fun. Um, Owen, how much of the, uh, while we wait for Jeremy to get back, how much of the scouting combine did you actually watch and or follow? Definitely bits and pieces. Uh, It was fun, you know, uh, watching the reports come out. You know, a lot of it was like outside stuff. There's a lot of Rogers talk and a lot of like current player talk. But just out of the scouting combine, it didn't seem like there was like that darling that came out like last year it was Zach Wilson with the big bomb and impressed everybody with just that one throw pretty much and yep. cemented his uh, number two pick status. Um, this year, there wasn't really much of that. I would say Malik Willis was probably the closest just being the most overall impressive candidate and Kenny Pickett, who was the odds on favorite to go uh, not by much, but the odds on favorite to go to be the first quarterback selected. Uh, had his hand measurement, <laughs> right? The eight and a half inch hand measurement, which uh, sounds so stupid that it's a thing, but it's a thing. Um, it, it looks like he's kind of dropping down the uh, the mock or the, the draft boards a bit. Um, as of now, anyways, as of now. I would say, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise or how should I say this? You shouldn't be waiting for the hand size to be like, oh, they're too small. We're not picking them. That, that I don't, and I don't think that's what's happening either. I think it's more of a, 
explanation, right? So like, uh-oh, Jeremy's got the kid. <laughs> Talk about hand size. Those are th that baby's got Kenny Pickett hands, Jeremy. He's a few years to develop, then maybe maybe a first round quarterback. You know what? This is where I'll say her and Kenny Pickett are kind of uh, similar. She's got the double jointed thumbs like he's got. Her oh, little thumbs go. will bend way way back. <laughs> she could be, you know, starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Panthers, and I mean, seventeen maybe. years, <laughs> maybe. Um, so, but this is how I look at the hand size part of it is. During his college career, Kenny Pickett, he's had 27 fumbles in his college career. So it's more of an explanation as to why that happens uh, and why he wears the gloves. And it looks like it's been improving. You know, you, you can only get smarter from there. But then again, you're joining the men's league. It's only going to get harder. So, you know, again, hand size, it feels like a stupid thing to worry about, but it's it makes sense when you like get into why exactly people like even do the measurements in the first place. So give me, I mean, that was the big story, right? It was Kenny Pickett. Like, I don't remember any other player really coming out. Maybe Jordan Davis. Like, I was going to say the, the uh, Georgia Bulldog tackles and the right. insane forties they were doing and everything they were doing as well. Oh, and I don't know if you mentioned, but Kenny Pickett's hand is the smallest hand of a quarterback this highly touted since Michael Vick. That's right. I did see that. And he was, Michael Vick was the last one to actually like have mainstream. Level and the, th the thing about Vick too is very different guy. You know what I mean? Like 100%. Vick wasn't known for, um, I mean, that didn't even really, nobody talked about that because they were talking about his skill set as far as his athletic ability, you know? Plus he never, now, got, he didn't get touched as much, right? Like he no, didn't have as many he, fumbles because. Vic actually, so Vic actually did. He was known for his fumbles in Atlanta, but it wasn't as much of a problem in Philly. But I mean, more people probably correlate that to like his scrambling around than his hand size. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's true. True, true. Um, but I would still like. I think we all agreed that we we before the combine we all kind of liked Willis to be the best or the best quarterback out of the bunch at this point. And I think this kind of if anything solidifies that a little bit more for us. Um, well, I mean, the, the most sub four, four, 40 yard dashes in NFL history. Did you, uh, you hear about the turf though, right? No, I didn't. The turf. So this is the, a new turf that they put on the field. Um, the first time that the combine has been on it or, or whatever. And they said that had a lot to do with uh, these fast times Got was it. the turf that they were on. It's juice, Owen. The turf was. Is juice. The juice was loose at the combine. Oh boy. Oh boy. I had to get it in there just because it's the off season. Doesn't mean. Doesn't mean it. OJ still killed that. Those people. <laughs> that didn't change the fact. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's. So there was more to it. It was Jordan Davis. It was the, everyone's fast. Um. What was the other one? The other one I was reading about today even was that uh, a highly touted prospect, someone who will get mentioned shortly, Kayvon Thibodeau, had Thibodeau. A, poor, a poor, poor interview process. Oh, um, boy. So Did he uh, forget his ABCs? No, it was uh, like by a long – this is what a current NFL scout, Anonymous, had said was uh, he was by far the cockiest 
interview we had of, out of all of them. And gotcha. it was for a guy that had like, uh, I don't know how to competitiveness, you know, question marks, I guess, if that makes sense to you. Um, coming into the combine, people already had those questions and that almost like you're almost getting into the Josh Rosen level of like yeah. football. I don't know. You know? Yeah. No, uh, I think it was Kenny Pickett uh, coming back to him. I, I was a quarterback. I believe it was Pickett. Could be wrong. But one team, and I can't even remember what team asked him, but I just remember the question that they asked him. Not even a question. They asked him to play basketball. They asked him to shoot hoops. Uh, yeah, you might want to wait for Germany to come back on that one. That was uh, – uh, well, they probably did it for multiple people. I think the report came out for Sam Howell, North Carolina. Oh, Sam Howell. That's what it was. And uh, Jeremy's boy Sirianni making him pay, making him play uh, mini mini hoops or whatever it was. Hey, and you Jeremy, what do you have to say for that? Hey, he's a competitive guy. He preached that all last offseason and uh, leading up to training camp. He's all about competition, and he came out and he competed, Seth, and he won. He ultimately he won. Give me some more next Sirianni. <laughs> he, Jeez. Um, I think you know. When that story came up, I was like, didn't that happen last year? I think he had, like, the same thing. He had to have interview questions about, like, why were you making your players do pop a shot or whatever you were doing? Hey. And I think he had that same thing. Like, he, And I think the Colts, uh, Frank Reich does this too. Like, they do the same style of interview. If you can pop a shot, you can pop a ball, right? Is that what Nick Sirianni says? You know, I'm not sure why you'd want to pop a ball. but <laughs> Well, Tom Brady does. Oh, wah, wah. all right. Anyways, let, let's get on to this mark, shall we? Jeremy, are you ready to lead us off? I'm as ready as I'm going to be right now, honestly. <laughs> He's got a party in the room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> party time. I'm ready to uh, roll. All right. So, Jeremy, you're on the clock with the Jags. I'm going to give everybody two minutes to keep this pretty orderly fashion. Hopefully we can keep it pretty short and sweet. We're just doing the top 16, a reminder, top 16 only. And then we will do the bottom half later this week. So Jeremy, if you are ready, without further ado, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. So I think we talked about this a while ago, but uh, <laughs> um, obviously Aiden Hutchinson is like a, a pretty fair pick right there, but um, I think you got to protect your, you got to protect your, your franchise and you got to go with, um, you got to go with something, you got to go with the bookend, you know, now after the combine, you know what say? Reagan thinks the Jaguars suck. That's just what it is. I think that's what's going on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why are you talking about the Jags? I know. I know. The room is green after all. Hey, Owen, just do me a solid talk about those two tackles. The two tackles he is talking about uh, would be, and I'm, I'd be interested to see which one he picks because uh, I've seen both come out. Uh, left tackle Evan Neal. The monstrous, monstrous – that was another story at the Combine. Dude is 6'7", 350, but looks slimmer 
than anyone you know I know. You talking Evan Neal? Is that who you're talking about? Evan Neal. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if you're talking Ikem Ikwanu or Ikem Ikem Ikem. What is it? That would be the second tackle he would be talking about. That is Iki Ikwanu. That's it, right there. Um, Iki. The Iki. Iki shuffle, like you said. Uh, uh, he's kind of that opposite, not opposite style but evan neal being the pass blocking left tackle icky being that big monster at right tackle but is also talked about being playing left tackle so i honestly think i'm gonna go with evan neal here oh right for the simple reason he's bama prospect i mean that's right there that itself is, is big you know Right. Um, he's got all the size in the world as well to run block. It's just going to be doing it then. Um, and I mean, he's known as the pass blocker, you know, he's not like, I, I think I went to this last time when we talked about these guys too. It's not like NFL terms here. He's not light in the ass. You know what I mean? He's a big dude. You know, he's 350 pounds, six, seven. Like he's not a small man. That's the thing is when you hear pass blocking, well, when you're the Eagles fan and you get burnt a lot, um, when you hear pass blocking left tackles, you immediately go Andre Dillard. Dude is barely 300 pounds. He's light in the ass, and he gets pushed around in run blocking situations. If you bull rush him, he's going to get pushed all over the field. That's why a guy, same similar size of Evan Neal, like Jordan Malata, is so perfect in the NFL. you got to have just a monster on the edges, you know? So, yeah, I'm going to go Evan Neal number one. Um it's kind right. of hard. Well, it's hard, kind of hard to not go with the edge rusher here, but you got to protect your asset, and Trevor Lawrence. So, not good. Good pick. Good pick. Evan Neal, I know, is up there in a lot of mocks right now, as uh, as your your top choice. Um, so, good pick, Owen. You're up with the Lions. Now, I'm picking the Texans. Uh, so, I'm really hoping that you let my guy fall into the Texans' lap and give something the Texans to cheer for. I have a feeling that's not going to be the case. Uh, I just wanted to note, you know, the Jaguars just happened to franchise tag their own Alabama left tackle. Today, they did. Dumbly, uh, mind you, and I think we both, we all agree on that one. But um, that doesn't necessarily deter them from signing, you know, if this is their guy, they're going to draft him regardless. You got to go bookends too. You got to have both sides. That's true. Exactly. So in – you know, it would maybe Robinson works better as a right tackle. We'll see. Uh, so in that case, number two, Lions are on the clock. Jeepers cripes, do they even consider drafting Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty at number two? Do they? Do, wow. I think, they think about I think they think about it. You think they think about it? I think that they think that they're going to think about it. Uh, give me... I'm not going to do that. I'm not brave enough. Maybe when the chatter starts, you know, creeping up here, maybe we get some Trey Lance 49ers level of speculation uh, coming into the draft. But right now, give me probably the most surefire prospect in the draft, Aiden Hutchinson, ah. end, Adam Michigan. You got to do it uh, for a team like the Lions, who we've talked about and talked about. Last year was their tryout year for their veterans. This year they have to hit big on their on their uh, their draft picks. Um, this feels like the one they need this guy to be good. They need talent all over the place. 
So let's get a star. Why, why not? You know, he's going to take some kneecaps with him as well on that D line. He might, uh, he's, you know, Michigan guy feels like a Dan Campbell type of dude, but you know, I think Seth was trying to get his own version of JJ Watt back in Houston. Uh, absolutely. I was absolutely. That's what I was waiting for. I saw his name and I said, there's your JJ Watt. Maybe, maybe not as big, maybe not as fierce time will tell of course on that one, but an exciting prospect. All right. Aiden Hutchinson to the lions comes to me with the Texans and then Jeremy back with the jets, the J E T S jets, jets, jets. Texans are in all sorts of problems. They don't know if they have a quarterback still. Of course, they got Owen's favorite, Mr. Mills. Uh, but Davey. they still got lots of issues. Uh, so I don't – this is tough. This is tough. I really wanted Hutchinson. You really let me down, Owen. Really let me down. But you know what? That's okay. Because uh, I'll probably take the next best defender in the league then. Uh, the safety hybrid jack of all trades, Swiss Army knife defensive guy this year out of Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton. I was going to pull off a trade with the next pick. Ruined it for me. Well, my bad. You know what? Owen started it. All right. Owen started this mess. <laughs> I am just going to continue it. All right. Kyle Hamilton to the Texans. Um, they need help on defense. Regardless, they had the worst. Defense in the league last year, 32nd in the league. Uh, and somehow their defensive coordinator is now their head coach. So explain that one to me. But um, anyways, yeah, Kyle Hamilton will be able to do a lot for them. In the middle of the defense, kind of like a, um, a, a smaller version of Micah Parsons from last year. More of a safety hybrid linebacker than Parsons was a pass rushing linebacker hybrid. But still, Kyle Hamilton will hopefully give a big impact on that defense when it sorely needs it. All right, Jeremy, you are now up with fourth overall pick, the J-E-T-S Jets. Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. Before before you go, I just wanted to make a note for the Texans is that speculation now coming out, Tunsil is on the trading block. Really? Because his guaranteed money – is nearly completely play, paid out. If that happens, you'll probably see them pick a tackle, but Kyle Hamilton feels like a good pick at three. So yes. whoever it is. Yeah, I mean you're yeah, Owen, you yeah, if they ship out um Tunsil, you could definitely see with Evan Neal off the board in this one. Uh, your boy, the Icky Shuffle 2.0, Ikum Ekwanu. So, okay. In an alternate universe, Icky goes here. But for now, as it stands. Correct. Texans pick Kyle Hamilton. I stand by my Kyle Hamilton choice. And he should. He should be a top five pick. Sorry, Jeremy. You're up. You know, you're, um, Texans also moved on from their safety. Um, May? Marcus May? So you're thinking? No, yeah, that's Jets. Jets. Uh, Eric Reed. Oh, Texan. Sorry, I thought we were on the My bad. Reed's a free agent. Oh yes, yes. So that I mean, Hamilton would be still uh, fits. Yeah. Um. So since Seth blew up my trade in my face, 
I was going to pull off an Eagles trade up to four. Uh, you got Joe Douglas over there, used to be in Philly as an advisor. You got my guy, Howie Roseman. I have a much ado, love-hate relationship with him. Yeah, but I can do. see him pulling the trigger on something to go up to four to get Kyle Hamilton, which would be wet dreams for me. But <laughs> since Seth ruined that for me, and I'm sitting here, I'm looking at the Jets, and I'm thinking to myself, what does Robert Sala need? He needs to find himself a Nick Bosa. He needs to find himself a star pass rusher, right? He's got the he's got the hog, you know. He's got the hogs, but he don't have pass rushers. He's got all right secondary guys, but he hasn't got a pass rusher. So you know who you're gonna go get? You're gonna go all the way across this country, Seth. You're gonna go all the way east to west coast. And you're gonna draft a guy out of Oregon. That I know I can't say his last name, so I'm going to ask Owen on this one. Kayvon, is it Thibodeau? Thibodeau. So. Thibodeau. Thibodeau. You know, here's coast to coast. Coast to coast. Dude's going west coast to east coast. Hopefully, it don't ruin shit for him. Um, what I will say, he's got star upside. You know, I mean, the dude could be. He he could come out of this as the best pass rusher in the draft. He could be. He he could. Like that's not hard to think. Now there's all the question marks about his motor and all that good. Um, wasn't it Justin Herbert just came out of Oregon and they were questioning his head? You know, I mean, yeah. you got to just take your shots on talent. Um, this early in the draft, the Jets need some pass rusher. I mean, what else are you going to get there? Especially if Hutchinson's gone. I think uh, give me some Kayvon Thibodeau. 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 He uh, definitely is a big name. Big controversial these days, but, you know, leading up to this draft, uh, he was the uh, pretty much unanimous number one prospect. Obviously, he's still a top prospect this year, but not as unanimous as it once was. But still a good pickup for the Jets, I'd say. You're you're right. You're right. Definitely. Yeah. You know, we went the past year and a half thinking he was going to be the number one pick in this draft. Uh, some, some weird, you know, like we talked about competitive question marks. We'll see what happens. I think he definitely belongs in the top 10. His talent belongs in the top five. So, you know, I think the jets could, could do well here. They could. All right, Owen, you are up. With the Giants, New York goes back to back. Just to reiterate, we got uh, Evan Neal, Aiden Hutchinson, Kyle Hamilton, and Kayvon Thibodeau. Correct. That makes an easy, easy spot here for tackle. Out of North Carolina State, Icky, Icky, Iquanu. Uh, could be, you know, a, a few have definitely talked about him as their top guy in the draft. Uh, maybe Sands, Aiden Hutchinson, he's kind of the unanimous, but maybe even the best tackle in the draft, Iki Aquanu. Um, feels like his skill set serves to be more of a right tackle, even a right guard spot. Um, but you know, you know, teams are going to do whatever they want with him. So I'm going to say give him to the Giants. Uh, their, their new GM very much, uh, has love affair for 
monster tackles. They already have Andrew Thomas at left tackle drafted two years ago. Yeah. I think we're two years ago now. Yeah. Um, you know, so the left tackle spots already booked up, give them their right tackle to like Jeremy said, you gotta, you gotta get those ends covered. So get two monster tackles going right away. I think that's, if you're trying to give Daniel Jones a chance here, this is the way to do it. You know, you have some, you have talent at receiver. They are underachieving, but um, I think at this point, make sure he can play with an open uh, vision, you know? Yes. It, he feels like the, the top five, it feels kind of set at the moment uh, with these top five. These are probably your top five picks in this draft right now. Um uh, could be, could be in April too. Um, it feels like after this, it gets a little interesting. Starting with the Panthers, Panthers could go a few different ways. Um, obviously, they would have loved to see a guy like uh, Ickham drop down to them. Uh, they need tackle help. Um, I mean, they need help. Obviously, a lot of different areas. They need a quarterback, probably. Um. I don't see them going a quarterback here, uh, but they could get some quarterback help as well. Uh, and now where do the Panthers go though? Ultimately there's a few different spots. Um, you know, there's some top corners up there that I'm thinking of, but they probably don't go corner cause they went Joe Horn, Joe Horn. Wow. JC Horn last year, <laughs> Joe Horn. If they went Joe Horn, we have problems. And is, um, is JC or not JC. Stefan Gilmore, is he um, still on the team? I believe so. So, yeah, they got corner. You think yeah, got corner it. is pretty well locked up, at least short term. Um, geez, where, where do the Panthers go here, Owen? In my, in my mind, it was the first, like, plausible spot that a quarterback could be reached for. Uh, but I don't know if you're brave enough to do it. I, I'm not going to do it yet. Not going to do it yet. So this is where I'm going to go. I'm going to continue the trend on the offensive line. Offensive line continues. Um, and ultimately, I'm going to go by a guy named Trevor Penning out of northern Iowa. Um, you know, these northern Iowa boys, uh, who went last year out of northern Iowa? Uh, something it was a second-round pick. You know what I'm talking about? Remember? Because I wanted him to go to, to Green Bay. I can't yeah, I can't remember his name right now. It, it's eluding me, but um, these tackles out of Iowa or, uh, you know. Pending? That's the one we're going here. I'm just talking about the one from last year. Spencer something, I feel like it was. Oh. That I don't remember for sure, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, uh, Trevor Penning to the Panthers. Um they need offensive line help, like I mentioned. Would have loved to have seen Ickham fall here, but he doesn't. Uh, but Trevor Penning is still a solid top prospect here. Um, give some help to whatever quarterback they have there, and hopefully maybe some help to Christian McCaffrey as well if he can stay healthy. So I'm going to go uh, Trevor Penning to the Panthers at six. If McCaffrey's still even in Carolina. He'll be there. Jeez. Where it is for a first round pick, right? Or that's what they're floating. 
Yep, that is the word on the streets. Um, Spencer Brown is the name you were looking for. Spencer Brown, there it is. Jeez. Jeez Louise. So recap it. Uh, We go Evan Neal, Aiden Hutchinson, Kyle Hamilton, Iki Iquanu. No, who was the Jets again? Kayvon Thibodeau, Iki Iquanu, Trevor Penning. So we're at the the New York Giants. We are back to the Giants. This time it's Jeremy who gets the choice. A pick of Iki Iquanu. The Giants pick again at number seven. Giants pick again, huh? They do. Sorry, Jeremy. Giants get to pick twice. Oh, you know what? I got a mock pulled up in front of me, and I'm, I'm they've got a trade in there. My bad. So I'm at seven right here, right? Yes, you are. You're at seven with the Giants. What did you guys take at five? I didn't catch that. Iki Iquanu. And then I took Trevor Penning. So back-to-back offensive linemen. So you got the Giants, their tackle. So that's ideally for Daniel Jones. Get Saquon some uh, some holes. Now you need some pass rush. So should I just go take like a center that's supposed to go in the fourth round just because I hate the, hate the Giants? Uh, no, that's not what you're supposed to do here. All right. As much as you'd love that as an Eagles fan, that's not what you're doing here, Jeremy. Bias aside, what should the Giants do? The Giants, okay, so they got to go defense, obviously, here. Um, That's fair. I think they need an edge rusher. Let me quickly. There's one other big name edge rusher out there that I see still. Uh, who could probably go here? I was going to say, no, we're on the same page there, I think, Seth. I just wanted to pull up the Giants' depth chart for some odd reason I thought I was drafting for somebody else here. Um, so you bring that tackle in. Andrew Thomas is your other tackle. Nate Solder's probably out the door if he isn't already. You got Gates in the center. You got Will Hernandez. You got, you got some pieces. Um, our defense, though, you need a pass rusher, and you definitely need a linebacker. So, playmaker. They run that three four. What's that one? They just need playmakers wherever they can get them. They, they just need talent on defense, honestly. Um, you know, you got Logan Ryan. I don't even know if he's coming back next year. James Bradbury put together one of the best seasons a corner has seen in the last couple of years. What was it last year? Yeah, he was really. Adoree Jackson. Um, Owen's really familiar with that guy. Um, you got Jabril Peppers there. You need a linebacker, though. I mean, Blake Martinez is your best linebacker. And then they got McKinney, Reggie Ragland. They got names, but guys that, like, don't matter. You know what I mean? Um, Aziz Orlock. I forgot about him. Shit. Um, who is the next big? Seth, were you going to Purdue or were you going somewhere else? I was going somewhere else. That's all right. I'm not picking for the Giants. So you go You go where you want to go. I'm actually going to go Florida State, I think. Um, That's where I was I, going, too. You know, so here's the trouble with going to Florida State is I was actually thinking um, of going with, like, a linebacker linebacker. But 
God, I think in the NFC East, you need pass rush more than anything. You got to get after them quarterbacks. Not that there's many stud quarterbacks in uh, the NFC East, but let's do it. Let's go Jermaine Johnson, the second edge out of Florida State. Um, the dude's got some freakish qualities to him. I mean, size, speed, you know, just athletic ability combo. Um, definitely a lot of what the Giants need on defense because their defensive line is just big uglies. Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, you know, they're just monsters. You know, Dexter, um, Dexter Lawrence, he's got to be what, 450 pounds? Of just, I mean, across across that defensive line and three dudes, they've probably got damn near fifteen hundred pounds. Um, but no, I think Jermaine Johnson. I mean, get yourself some flashy ability. He's a guy that could probably stand up too, you know, like in the NFL, not just be down. Um, but no, very very athletic, thirty two inch vertical jump, five uh, four five in the forty. I mean, definitely <laughs> his NFL comparison as I'm pulling this up is Max Crosby. But no, I think um, I could be a good fit. Give you like a true like pass rusher to go with, you know, all that run stuffing they got up the middle. Um, one thing I'll throw out there. You guys want to know where his hometown is? What do you got? Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Hey, hey, yo. all right. Yeah, give me Very cool. Jermaine Johnson the second to the New York Giants. All right. All right. Yeah, that's I figured that's where we go with this one. Not surprised. Very cool. All right. Pass rush helps always. You need it in the NFL. So, Owen, you're on to the Falcons, who just lost a, a big-time receiver, but also drafted one, well, a weapon, in uh, Kyle Pitts last year. What are the uh, – where do they go from here now? Atlanta. Atlanta, you know, doesn't have a bright future at, at the moment. Um, it's not looking great, Sands Kyle Pitts. Where do you uh, draft a, a guy to throw the ball at this point? I get, I mean, maybe you're thinking about it, and especially that'll change uh, if something is done with uh, former MVP Matt Ryan. However, not a lot of chatter right now. Maybe that picks no. up here in the next day or two now that the two big dominoes have fell. Um, so that is definitely something they're probably thinking about. Um, but I am going to continue down the train of tackles, edges, and secondary. Out of anybody, Atlanta may be the one that needs pass rush help the most out of any team in the league. I am going to go with a physical specimen, uh, insane combine uh, numbers that this guy had. Um, you know, that's what I just like. They could go future quarterback. It, it, it almost feels a little surprising unless something's done with Ryan now. But, you know, NFC South is kind of sucking right now. They're in a bad spot, complete opposite of the AFC West. Because <laughs> I don't know if they have any established quarterbacks. Um, if they hold on to Ryan, they might be, they might just, they might as well be considered the front runners because they're the only one with a good quarterback. Um, they can win something now. 
Give me Trayvon Walker, defensive end out of Georgia. Georgia. Monster. Dude has what we like to say in the biz, potential. Big time potential in this guy. Uh, one of those like athletic freaks that it's like, you know, something has to click for it to get there, but like he's got all the, the tools, you know. Uh, I could see a double digit sack guy out of this, uh, this monster. Give me Trayvon Walker, Georgia. Georgia, Georgia. All right. Georgia's on my mind. Actually, Denver is now in my goodness about 10 hours ago. They could have uh, gone for a quarterback here, but uh, not any longer. Well, actually, it's not Denver. Yeah, it's not Denver. Any- well, probably not Denver. It's not going to be Seattle then, right? That is correct. All right. I forgot to make that swap. <laughs> I still have a quarterback come to my bed. So. Still got a yes, you're right. Seattle now. Oof. Does Seattle go a quarterback here? Now, this is where we could have a quarterback go. Seth, so I want to chime in real fast. You know, you almost think Seattle makes this move. Maybe because they got a guy in mind to go get right away, you know? You know, Owen, I mean, Jeremy, whoever, you might be right. Owen Owen is probably thinking the same thing. Do the the Seahawks pick at all again in the first round, or is this it? I was just going to say, I don't think they actually have two picks. I think they know. Oh, wow. So so they needed this then. This is the Jamal Adams pick that the Jets currently own. Oh, Gotcha. All right. So Seattle's here. You know what? Let's do it. Let's do it, boys. It's time we get a quarterback off the board. Last year at this point, what did we have? Three already? And now we're finally hitting one in the top 10. And I think it's time that Malik Willis gets his name off the board. Malik Willis is the new guy in town in Seattle. He's the hot name at the quarterback position, had a great senior senior day or senior bowl, good combine. He is the hot name among the quarterbacks and probably actually all three of our favorites. Uh, we mentioned a couple weeks back, we uh, talked to quarterbacks and all three of us did say Malik Willis would probably be our top choice. So that's where we're going to go. Malik Willis to Seattle. They get their new guy, hopefully – a new franchise quarterback. We shall see. This quarterback draft class obviously is not as strong as the last couple of years, but still got some good names. Malik Willis being one. Malik Willis to Seattle, number nine. First quarterback off the board. Well done. Almost um, Russell Wilson 2.0. Could be. Very well could be. Yes. So that puts me on the clock with the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I should Correct, say, sir. this is the Jamal Adams pick. So they went, they yes. lost number 10. They got number nine back. They just had to give up Russell Wilson to do it. Yeah, <laughs> seems pretty fair. Yes, the Jets here again. Jeremy, you took KV on Thibodeau for their first one. Now you come back around. Come back around. And, and you, uh, you like these New York teams, don't you? You've You've picked all New York, other than Jacksonville, but you've picked I like the Giants green. for the Jets. I like green teams. I don't like the other ones. Um, 
You know, I got him a pass rusher. What have we got left for tackles on the board? There's they still some good ones. But they, they could use a right tackle, right? Right. I mean, Mackay Beckton's, I mean, got all the potential in the world. Talk about big tackles. Oof. This is, I mean, that's a guy that you could bump over to right, you know, if you had somebody, if you had a pass blocker prospect coming up here. Who are you saying that about? Mackay. Like, Mackay Beckton, I feel like his issues are, like, pass blocking at left tackle, which isn't good. But he's a monster run blocker. I don't think you move him, though. I don't think you move him. I think you leave him alone. You know what I mean? Because when he when he's he reminds me of Malata in the sense of like when that dude gets a hold of you, even in pass rushing, like pass blocking, like he just mauls fuckers. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Um, you know what? We are going to continue on the defensive train. Sala got a little bit of stuff last year on the offense out of Crowder, not Crowder, Elijah Moore. You signed Corey Davis last year. They need a running back, but you're not going to take them here. Zach Wilson, you got last year. You got things coming together on the offensive line. You drafted Blige Bear Tucker. You know, Makai Beckton's a stud. Connor McGovern's not bad. You could use another tackle and guard, but fuck it. We're not going to take that here. As we look at the Jets' secondary, you got Ashton Davis and Marcus May, who is a free agent, correct? Pretty come sure back to is a free agent. Not positive about that, but I'm pretty sure he is. I'll check. Um, the main concern as I'm looking at this is I don't even know most of these names that got at cornerback. Like these dudes must have been signed out of Canada or off the streets because they don't belong at NFL rosters. Um, Bryce Hall's not bad. I believe he is a free agent, by the way. Just the yes, way sure from what I'm reading right now. I am pretty sure he is. So we are going to go and get, I'm pretty sure, the tallest corner this year, if I remember right. Don't mind me. I'm just pulling up his numbers. I want to make sure I'm giving you guys factual deets here. Mr. Mr. Beast Burger, okay? Let me just give you, let me give you some, let me give you some stuff here, okay? Hometown is Detroit, Michigan. This man is a long, competitive, ball-hawking cornerback. He's going to fit right into that role. You know, kind of what – because they had uh, Sherman two years ago in San Fran with Sala, right? You know, that covers three pass bail. Who better to to bring in in that same role than six foot three, 200-pound Sauce Gardner? Okay, boom! Give it the to me. Sauce. That's right. Four, go. four, one in the forty. Just set him out there, put him on his island by himself, and he's going to lock down a side of the field. Right? You got him and Ashton Davis. You hope you bring back. I'm dying over here. He's you hope dying, you bring guys. back Marcus May. <laughs> it's not going to make it to those Eagles picks. I'm really dying over here. You hope you bring back Marcus May. I'm pretty sure in the past he's been franchise tagged at least once, if not twice. Um, so you, I mean, if you bring him back, you saw that safety, you get this corner and sauce Gardner. I mean, your secondary is looking totally different. You bring in a, a top tier pass rusher, possibly the best corner in the draft, in my opinion. Jets defense is looking a lot different. Well, they brought Salah in just for this. Yep. 
Help turn that defense around. I think they're going to go defensive heavy to start this draft. Yeah, I mean, you got to do something. You got to do something. No, it makes sense. That's exactly where I would go. Like, dude's a freak at cornerback, and, you know, I'm – I'm actually kind of surprised he isn't going higher. Uh, just the way that, like, a 6'3 corner, like, that's just, you know, kind of unheard of. Like, what did you have, like, Brandon Browner back in the day? But dude didn't run. Sherman. Like, yeah, I guess Sherman yeah. was that big. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they didn't run like this guy runs, though. That's the thing. No. Too. So. Well, doesn't he have the, the stat of, like, he hasn't given up a touchdown in, like, his entire college career? His something entire else? college career, he has not given up. Yeah. Well, he's playing with the men now. He's playing with the boys. He's playing with the men. Correct. Correct. Prove it. Prove it. All right, Owen. You're on to the Commanders, the newly donned Commanders, Washington. They missed out on all these quarterbacks as well. Where do they go from here? We are Commanders. Um, this one's a tough one. Um, this could, I mean, a quarterback is something they're, they've been reportedly putting in calls to every team that currently has a franchise quarterback just to, to test the waters. Every team that has a quarterback, they've been calling. That's the report. That's what they said. <laughs> that is literally what they even called the themselves. Was uh, so that mean, that quarterback? Hey, you guys, do we still have Heideke? Uh, oh, we do. Okay, cool. Uh, so, which is kind of surprising, you know. I thought we, you know, I thought we liked uh, Heineke enough. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's a good story, but it's not really sustainable, probably. I mean, maybe, you know. Right. Uh, right. Uh, so, where I'm going here is I'm assuming I'm going to go offensive line, just waiting to confirm it. Um, Brandon Scherf likely out the door, um, whether he's a guard. So I don't know if you pick a guy that you want to be guard or maybe you just pick the best available and you figure it out after, uh, you know, linebacker is still kind of a miss for them. J- Jimmy J- Jammin, Jammin Davis, first round pick last year, uh, didn't pan out yet. So we'll see, you know, maybe they're thinking about that. Um my assumption, it'd be really fun. You know, I'm going to do it. Tyler Linderbaum, uh, center out of Iowa. Interior guy, fast as hell. He is a mauler. Uh, one of the funnest offensive linemen to watch this past year in college. Uh, I mean, why not? He, he's, he fills that interior need. Uh, plug and play, start him day one. Um, dude's ready. And if that's like, if you're losing Scherf, you, you know, you're not, and you can't pick a quarterback yet, I would assume maybe you're waiting, holding on to the second round, maybe see what you can do in the veteran, uh, veteran spot, maybe Jimmy G, Matt Ryan, maybe you go Carson Wentz. Dramatic pause. Uh, <laughs> I am going to go with the most solid dude you can get at this rate, Tyler Lindebaum, offensive lineman. Oh, Linderbaum, oh, Linderbaum. I'm not sure that's how the, the song goes, but. Maybe, maybe to the uh, commanders it will. Maybe, maybe. 
All right. Not the sexy pick ever, picking an offensive lineman, especially in the interior. Correct. But sometimes can turn out to be the best picks. So, uh, you know, the comp was like, uh, I know, and I know Jeremy's going to cringe, but the comp was Jason Kelsey with the way he moves around. And, uh, you know, you're spending the 11th overall pick in the draft on Jason Kelsey if you can get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? I'll spend the first, I'll spend the first overall pick on Jason Kelsey. I mean, it's the man right there. Yeah, you know, for sure. I I wouldn't tell you not to. All right. That leads me on to the Minnesota Vikings. Jeremy had to do it for the Giants. So I will do it for the Vikings. I'll be fair. I'll be honest. Solemnly swear. Are you trading Kirk Cousins with the 12th pick in the draft? Absolutely, I am. Okay. Are you trading Kirk Cousins for the 12th pick in the draft? For the 12th pick in the draft, uh, the Vikings are selecting punter. Just kidding. Wow. wow. There was the two of them. Wasn't there one out of Georgia? And they're both really impressive, actually. I got to dig that. Get drafted. Not, yeah. not this early. But... <laughs> no. Anyways, all right. So, in all seriousness, the Vikings need help on defense still. Uh, offense, you know, appears to be set. Offensive line is slowly improving. They could obviously go there. The run of offensive linemen in the top 12 is crazy. I would say, what, half of them so far has been offensive linemen? One, two, three, four, five, five. I think you're right. So almost half. Of these picks have been offensive linemen. Um, I'll do a quick recap after the Vikings one, but uh, I'm going to go with defense here, uh, specifically cornerback, because they need it. We all know that the Vikings need cornerback help. Uh, and I'm going to go by the name of, well, Sauce Gardner's gone. Probably um, the best uh, one in the draft. Maybe not my favorite, uh, but probably the best. I'm not even going to go my favorite here. Ah, should I? I'm debating between two. You know what? Let's do it. I'm going to go with my guy, the guy that I like the most so far. Derek Stinley Jr. out of LSU. I talked about him a couple weeks ago as well. Uh, Derek Stinley comes from, uh, obviously, big-time school, LSU, uh, National Tramps. A few years back, he was part of that team. Uh, just, I mean... Mr. Consistent down there. I mean, makes big plays against big teams. Um, you know, maybe giving up a couple touchdowns against some uh, premier talent, unlike some other corners out there in this draft. But that's all right. Doesn't mean he is no less of a prospect. Derek Stinley uh, would be a welcome addition to a defense that sorely needs that help there. Um, maybe help shut down one side. Would uh, not want it as a Packers fan because, um, you know, I'm not saying that he would be able to shut down Devontae Adams, but, you know, it would provide him a little bit more competition, I guess maybe to say. Uh, but that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go Derek Stinley Jr. out of LSU to the Minnesota Vikings. Good pick. like it. Well done. Well 
I made the, I made the old last second switcheroo. I was thinking of going uh, McDuffie here. I almost went, uh, but I I swapped it up. Committed to the cornerback spot. I was. I I feel like they needed it. I cornerback or probably, I mean defensive line of course. Um, yeah, big time. You know, could use that pass rusher. They could, as as anybody could. All right, Jeremy, we're on to you with the. Cleveland Browns for you get to end it with the Eagles, but we're on to you. Cleveland Browns at 13. Are we going to 16? We are. So you get the last two. You're welcome. By the way, you get the last two. Owen gets the Ravens and then you get the last two picks that you're not going to spend a half an hour on just a heads up. No, I won't. Um, So here we go. Cleveland Browns though. Where are we at? I was flipping through the Browns' depth chart. Um, you know, this is something we talked about all last offseason, you know, especially once they got Jadavian Clowney, one of the most talented rosters in the league, right? Um, that's how it looked last year. Not so much right now. Um, you got a great backfield. You got a great offensive line. You got Donovan Peoples-Jones, and then you don't really have much else on receiver. I'm not going to continue to – Act like Landry is really something to talk about. And Joku got franchise tag, right? I don't think he got a contract. I think he's got tagged. He did. He got he got tagged today. You got weapons there, you know, where it's not like you got to go dive in on a receiver. Um, on the defense, I mean, John Johnson, he signed last year. Ronnie Harrison, pretty sure they signed last year as well. Um, and these guys are pretty stout at corner. I mean, you got Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, and Greedy Williams all who they've drafted in the last three years, right? Studs. Um, Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney. Clowney was signed on a two-year contract, right? Not a one-year contract? Um, it's potential. Well, he he is kind of a free agent. I think that's what I was going under the assumption of. Uh, okay, so I'll continue on my little spat here. At linebacker, they're not super set. I mean, Jeremiah Osukoroma, I mean, that's who you're building with. Um, honestly, I'm sitting here looking at it like I – Malik Jackson is out. I know that for a fact. He was a one-year contract. I doubt they'll bring him back. Jadavion, I wasn't sure. You got enough out of Jadavion Clowney where I think maybe you do bring him back. Um, and then you got Malik McDowell, who's your other tackle. I, if I am the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Brownies, I am going with the combine wonder, in my opinion. I am going Georgia defensive tackle, Jordan Davis. Hey, oh, boom, beautiful. Me, 341 pounds running 478, dude, 6'6. Six, six. I mean, just an absolute mammoth in the inside of that defensive line. If you put somebody that big, that athletic in the in- interior in that defensive line, First of all, Malik McDowell is going to get a little bit more because him and Malik Jackson are similar in stature and talent-wise or what they do well. If you bring in a big, ugly like that, I mean, you're going to open up lanes for a gear to get through. If you bring back Clowney, Clowney is going to disrupt the pass rush and, I mean, blow up the run game. And then come back in the second round to get a linebacker. You know, your, your secondary is pretty stout here. So now give me uh, give me George da- Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Georgia Jordan Davis. Georgia's Georgia Jordan Davis. All right. Georgia. Davis. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I was hoping he'd fall just all the way down to the Packers, but you know, we'll see how it goes. Hey, there's another, there's another Georgia uh, defensive tackle we could look at. I'd be okay with that one too. What was his name again? Uh, why? Uh, some Wyatt. Devonte Wyatt. That's Devonte Wyatt. We could use another Devonte on the team. We don't have enough. That's true. That's true. Oh, so I'm next, huh? I'm on the clock. You, you are next. You are uh, almost to sum up the first round, our first half of the first round. You are on with the Ravens at number 14. So weird thinking about how the Baltimore Ravens, uh, who were probably like the, the AFC East favorites, are now picking in the first half of the draft. Um, yeah. Regardless, um, I think I'm pretty stout in the way that they they just another team that just needs offensive line help. Um, their only great dude they got is uh, Ronnie Stanley, and the dude and he's just he's not healthy. Like he hasn't been healthy since he signed his his monster contract. So give me. I believe their uh, their other guy, Bradley Bozeman. I think he is out out ski into the free agency market. So give me uh, Charles Cross, mm. offensive tackle, Mississippi State. Uh, I think he was playing right tackle at Mississippi State, but his run blocking actually wasn't his strength. His pass blocking was his strength. So uh, a guy that I could see convert to uh, left tackle if they need it in uh, Ronnie Stanley stead, but he is a natural right tackle at the same time. So uh, I think that that works out for a Ravens team. Give me Charles Cross. Beautiful. Beautiful. I've picked offensive linemen and pass rushers. That's it. <laughs> Just getting dirty. Getting dirty down low. All right. Jeremy. Before you do the two Eagles picks here, like I said, keep it a little time sensitive here. We're not going to be here for the next hour discussing these picks, but let me run through so far. So we have Evan Neal to kick it off to the Jags, Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions, Kyle Hamilton to the Texans, Kayvon Thibodeau to the Jets, Ikam Ekwanu to the Giants, Trevor Penning to the Panthers, Jermaine Johnson to the Giants, Trayvon Walker to the Falcons, Malik Willis to Seattle. There's your quarterback. Ahmad Gardner to the Jets, Tyler Lindebaum to the Commanders. Oh, Lindebaum. Derek Stinley Jr. to the Vikings, Jordan Davis to the Browns, and Charles Cross to the Ravens. To wrap it up, first half, we have Jeremy Back-to-back, Eagles 15 and 16. You're welcome, Jeremy. What do you got? I'm going to say two things real quick. A, one of these picks I don't think they make. (laughs) Because I think they end up trying to move up for Hamilton, in my opinion. Um, Oof. They they got the ammo for it. They got it. They do. And I think the trade I was going to put together, I think I could see a possibility of. Um, Derek Barnett, one of these firsts, and throw in some later change, just to move up to four, um, and then go get Kyle Hamilton. I could, I could see that. 
Um, I would love to see that, honestly, too. So there's a couple different ways I want to go here. Um, there's a lot of steam picking up that the Eagles are interested in Drake London out of US, uh, USC. I, oh, yes, I've seen that. I would honestly be so disappointed if I seen the Eagles go wide receiver. Really? In three straight drafts. I would just fucking lose my mind. <laughs> um, honestly, we got three picks, and if we draft with all three of these picks, two of them have to be defenders. Have to. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. If not all three, but two of them absolutely have to be defenders. Um, I know who I'm locked in with at 16. Um, it's who I want to go with at 15. Um, you know, as you look at the Eagles depth chart, Hurts is who we're rolling with that quarterback. That's for sure. We got a ton of talent in the backfield. Sanders, Scott Howard, Kenny Gainwell. Um, recently, um, how he was talking about the receiver situation, Devonta Smith, I mean, they're looking at him like he's going to be like a Marvin Harrison type, right? Like, that's the role that they want him to play. Quez Watkins was literally, they referenced him as one of the best number twos in the NFL. That's the interesting. That's how they feel about him, which here's the deal. I'm a big Quez fan. Um, I'd love to see it, but I just, I got to see it first. Rager, I mean, I somebody should start saying Rager was betting on games two to get him suspended for a year. But t- uh, tight end, we're good. Dallas Goddard. Our offensive line is one of the most talented in the league. And Isaac Samalo comes back this year. Um, the defense is old, though, and we need to move some stuff around. I took Jordan Davis in Cleveland, so he's off the books. He's somebody I'd love to see in, in Philly. Um, I mean, we need people top to bottom. Um, Steven Nelson is a big question mark. If the Eagles will bring him back, I kind of doubt it. Um, I've seen reports on both sides of that. Rodney McLeod, if he comes back, it's just for a voice in the locker room. Anthony Dar- Davis, uh, Anthony Harris, I doubt is back. Um, so and in the secondary right now, we're looking at basically Marcus Epps as our surefire safety. And Kayvon Wallace being a guy that's been here, drafted like four years ago. Avante Maddox has been solid as hell. And then Darius Slay is obviously one of the better uh, corners in the league. And then at linebacker is where it gets so ugly. Jannard Avery, who we just moved up from end. TJ Edwards, Wisconsin boy, so all he does is oh, make yeah. tackles. I mean, that's all he does is tackle people. And then Alex Singleton, who does a similar role, but he tackles them eight yards down the field and gets drug for another two. Um, nice. Now, knowing, knowing the Eagles, though, we don't give a shit about linebackers. So that is not what we're going with at 15. That is for sure. Um, Josh Sweat is looking like somebody that's very talented. Um, it just hasn't been put together for a whole season. Derek Barnett is a PI penalty waiting to happen. Uh, not PI, but uh, roughing the passer. Milton Williams was a guy that could play a lot of roles on the defensive line. Fletcher Cox is very old. Javon Hargrave had a hell of a year. And then Brandon Graham is coming back from a torn Achilles. And he's also going to be 33. I was going to say, Kerrigan, that dude's old. He is. And Ryan Kerrigan was not franchise tag, so he will not be back. What a surprise. I don't know. So, 
who is the best pass rusher left on the board? Probably from, probably from Michigan, right, Owen? Or from Purdue? We didn't take the guy from Purdue, yeah. did we? Michigan or Purdue. I was going Michigan, but. You know, so that's where I'm torn. Because um, these guys are both dudes that got a ton of talent, but never really, like, full-on put it all together. You know what I mean? The one thing I'll say is um, the dude from Michigan would be, like, super ideal fit because Brandon Graham's probably his last year. What better way to go out than to mold the next big-time Michigan rusher for the Eagles? Because that's where Brandon Graham's from. So that's where I feel like that's just the perfect pick. I can't remember how the hell to say his last name, though. It's David Ojabo. Ojabo. I was going to say Ojabo. Um, the guy from Purdue, though, is is a stud as well. You know what? We got back to back. There you go. Double down. Double down. No, because I know there's the next position, the next spot. I'm taking one of two dudes. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna go David. Say it again for me, Owen. Ojabo. Ojabo. Michigan, 6'5, 250, tons of energy and pass rushing ability. Give it to me. Now, Sutton wraps up 15. We secure an edge rusher to move forward with, put some youth on that defensive line. If Derek Barnett's not already gone, traded for a Kyle Hamilton Jets pick. Um, so that helps us there. Now, I don't give a shit, Howie. You got to take a linebacker here because we have put it off way too long. Um, this is where one of two dudes is coming to mind. Now, I don't remember the draft as we've gone so far. I don't, we haven't picked linebackers. Nope. I was going to say, we haven't taken any linebackers, just edge rushers, right? Yeah. And two corners and a lot of offensive linemen. Correct. All right, boys. <laughs> I'm going to put it to you like this. I'm going to ask, I'm going to phone phone two friends real fast. <laughs> Who's that? Who would you rather have? Seth, you ready? Who would you rather have? Oh, he's ready. N'Kobe Dean or Devin Lloyd? Ooh. I have heard uh, Devin Lloyd's name more in the first round than I've heard N'Kobe Dean's. I'll say that. I don't know a whole lot about both. Uh, But like I said, I've heard more about Devin Lloyd. Um, So it's probably where I'd go initially. But it depends on – I'd have to look into both of them more to give you a better answer. Owen, what do you think? My analysis. Uh, Nicobe Dean, a little bit undersized, but he's a flyer. Uh, Isn't that what they say about Singleton? He's an undersized dude, so he just kind of gets carried down the field a little bit on his tackles. That's what I was saying. He'll he'll make the tackle eight yards but get drunk for ten. So, uh, I mean, but the thing about – so. Well, uh, I think I believe in the last week watching Daniel Jeremiah, he compared him to Jonathan Vilma. So take that for what you will. Ooh. Uh, uh, the opposite side, uh, Devin Lloyd, you're going to want to look as 
more of, of a Micah Parsons style where he's, he's lining up on the edge. He's lining up on the inside. He's doing a lot of blitzing, a lot of change up looks, but he's tall and rangy. Uh, so definitely some, some different style, you know, tacklers. It depends on who uh, your favorite Jonathan Gannon decides is his type of guy. So real quick, this is what I'll say. The Kobe Dean is a guy that more than likely you can get in the second, right? You would assume. Um, Probably. Well, you say that, but he's 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 Daniel Jeremiah's number seven prospect. Wow. Okay. That's I have not seen him that high in multiple lists, but interesting. Okay. He is a linebacker, Seth, he's, so he's not getting drafted that high. But Seth, he's uh these are kind of the two true linebackers that are one and two. Yes. I and yeah, that I've seen. That. Yeah, these are your top two, but not two. If I'm being completely honest, Devin Lloyd for everything you said, Owen, is is my guy. Because I would have been so happy with the Eagles if they took Micah Parsons last year. Even before what he panned out to be, I would have loved to have that guy just for what he can do. Um the thing about Nicobe Dean is, hey, he's playing for Georgia. You know, he's going up against the best of the best in college football. Right. Now, like you said, he is undersized. But he's kind of that movable chess piece where he's kind of like, hey, he's almost a Kyle Hamilton. You know what I mean? Like, right. this guy, who, who am I thinking of? There's there's all these safeties that have came out, came out recently that played a little bit of linebacker in college and then they got pushed back to safety or vice versa. That's where the Kobe Dean kind of falls in in my head. Um, well, that dude can run and cover people, right? Now, what I'll say is Devin Lloyd is more of a monster in the middle of the field where he can do a lot of different things for you. And, I mean, just looking at his 2021 stats in college, 111 total tackles, eight sacks, four interceptions in one season. You know, that's impressive for anybody. I mean, he's got multiple seasons where he's got – Six plus sacks. So I think uh I think that's my guy. Give me Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd. Beautiful. Six Utah. So David Ojabo and Devin Lloyd to round out the first half this round for the Eagles. With one more to go for Jeremy later this week. Beautiful. All right. Let me recap this real quick. So Jags, Evan Neal, Lions, Aiden Hutchinson, Texans, Kyle Hamilton, Jets, Kavion Thibodeau, Giants, Ikem Ekwanu, Panthers, Trevor Penning, Giants, Jermaine Johnson, Falcons, Trayvon Walker, Seattle, Malik Willis, Jets, Ahmad, Sauce, Gardner, Commanders, oh, Lindenbaum, Vikings, Derek Stanley Jr., Browns, Jordan Davis, Ravens, Charles Cross, Eagles, David Ajabo, and Eagles, once again, Devin Lloyd to round out your top 16. I like the sound of that draft. Beautiful. We haven't even gotten to the Packers yet. All right, we will do the bottom half later this week, as promised, and then be back next week for just one pod. But I'm thinking more free agent focus, too, seeing how it'll be free agent opening weekend. It's like hunting weekend, but for free agency. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is it 
good pod. Good to be back. I hope, Owen, I hope you enjoyed your weekend off. Jeremy, it's his routine weekend, week off. But uh, Owen got a nice little break. Owen and I. So uh, yeah. It was more about you. How was your week off? It was good. It was good. It was a little weird, honestly. Like, coming to Tuesday, Wednesday night, I was like, I should maybe, you know, do a little prep work. And I'm like, well, actually, wait a minute. Don't have to. It was a good week to break, though. because it, it was. Like a, it wasn't a ton that happened. And then you come into today, and it was like three weeks worth of. It was. Yeah, no, last week was probably the best week to do so. So, yeah, this week would not have been a good one. <laughs> so, yeah, no, good timing on our part. Um, all right. Yeah, that is it. We will be back later this week for uh, the second half of round one. As always, adios. Adios.